You'd have to be stupid to follow a clip like that, right? <laughs> Hi, my name's Andrew. <laughs> why, why do we find certain things funny? I, it's hard to know. It's hard to know why we find some things incredibly funny, and maybe some other people don't find them as funny, but there's probably a reason why we find certain things funny. There's also uh, things we find that really make us sad and fearful at times, and sometimes that's really obvious, and other times we kind of don't understand it either. And one of the things that's hard to understand is that something that you may think is really funny may actually disturb somebody else a whole lot. Now, that particular clip, or the end part of it, got me into quite a bit of trouble once. You're probably very surprised. I had, um, I had been watching that clip, and I, I just find it so funny. I just find that, that fish... I don't know if it's the uniforms, or the way he does it, or the choice of... I don't know. But I could watch that over and over and over. I only have to see it about once, and I'll chuckle for about a week. It just... I don't know, it just kind of gets me really, gets me going. And so I'd seen it one day and then this um, a gentleman came to see me and he said he was having some problems in life and could he talk to me about them? And I said yes. And the first thing, the first warning I should have paid more attention to was he said, I'm going to say something and you're probably going to start laughing. I assured him I was a professional and I would not. <laughs> and so he actually started to share with me that he was having a major problem in life and it was really affecting his life. It had happened for a long time. But he told me that he was having a lot of problems because he had a fear of penguins. Yes, there's actually a name for it. Can we see it up on the screen? Yes, it's actually, I looked this up on the web. It's phenicicophobia. I have a fear of saying that. And... Um, <laughs> Should you look that up on the web, it says also possibly a fear of nuns. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking about it, they do obviously shop at the same clothes stores, um, and they both eat fish on Fridays. And, uh, but he, he, you know, he, he, when he said this, and he said to me that he had a fear of penguins, I really like penguins. Um, I think penguins are great. In fact, I was once up at a church on the north coast and there was a very dreary church service going on. Then somebody stood up and said, the Penguin Choir is now going to come and sing. And I thought, really? Um, but as soon as he started talking about penguins and fear of penguins, and I'd seen that clip just the day before, I don't know, it certainly got me very amused. And I, I put on my really serious face and he actually said, his biggest fear was somebody actually coming and hitting him with a penguin. <laughs> I coughed. <laughs> and then the tears started coming out. I just could not stop laughing. I laughed so much, I thought I was going to bring up a lung. I'm so serious. I was laughing and he sat there in horror... And then he started laughing too. And uh, I don't know if he was laughing. I'm not really sure, but we laughed and laughed. And then I just said the only thing. I said, look, I'm so sorry. Um, if you'd mentioned penguins, I would have warned you. But he, he you know, he, he, he kind of understood that it was pretty strange. And he actually got that it was really strange. 
And so after the humor was out of the way, I actually said to him, and being serious now, I said, can you tell me how this affects your life? And he said, look, I know it's absolutely crazy, but if I see a penguin, I just have incredible fear. And he said, you know, you wouldn't probably realize how many times you see penguins, not in person. This is in America. Um, you know, if, if David Attenborough is on TV, there's going to be a penguin. Or if you take your kids to the zoo, he wouldn't go to the zoo with his kids. He said, you can't watch Batman. There's just so many things. No. <laughs> This is the serious part, guys. <laughs> Maybe I should just go home now um, and say, just be, just be careful with penguins, all right? That's the moral. But, you know, he, when he actually told me about it, the, the thing that was really so troubling was that something that I felt was hilarious, and most people here would, it really seriously affected his life. And, and then he said to me, he said, I know it is so stupid, how can anybody really be fearful of something like this? But he said, I am, and I don't know how to stop. And then he said, look, and I'm, a, I'm a follower of Christ. And he said, you know, I, I know as a follower of Christ, I should have peace in my life. So then he said this, how can I be much of a Christian if I have fear about something so stupid in my life? Oh, my heart really went out to him, quite seriously. This guy was struggling with fear. It was affecting him, it was affecting his family. He thought about these penguins a lot because he kept hoping he wouldn't see one and actually just freeze. And he actually um, talked about... Oh, sorry, the penguin freezing, excuse me. Um, yeah, but um, no pun intended. Um, but there's actually a verse in Scripture he brought up and he brought up a couple of verses and he said, look... This is what I've read in Scripture. Jesus has said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And he said, well, where's the peace of Christ in my heart? You know, and he, you know it was hard because we've been laughing so much and all of a sudden now it was so terribly serious. And so... I said to him, look, I want to show you something from Scripture. You're somebody that follows Jesus. And if you're here today and you don't normally come to church or you're not familiar with Jesus that much, we do a lot of things from the Bible because we don't want to give you our answers. I might have some clever answers, but it's Jesus' answers, God's answers. We want you to hear because we're doing this series which is called Simplify. And to put it simply... Following God's advice simplifies and helps our lives, okay? It does. It's as simple as that. He made the world, it's messed up, we know that, but His instructions help simplify it and make living that much more easy. And so I said to him, look, I want you to turn to a couple of verses in Scripture with me. I want you to look at these verses and I want you to understand something. And I hope today, if you're here, and, and I'm sure there's probably nobody else with a fear of penguins here, maybe there is, but I'm sure there are people here today, including myself, who have fears about things that we feel so strange about. And we'd be so embarrassed if somebody knew I was scared about that thing. 
This is what I read to him. It's from Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now today what we're looking at is moving from being anxious to peaceful. Now the very fact that these verses in Philippians are written should actually help us relax a bit about our fears. Because you don't write that to people who have no fears. God knows, believe it or not, we're going to struggle with stuff. And so it doesn't mean I'm a bad whatever, I'm a bad Christian or whatever. It basically is God saying to us, I want you to understand that even though you're following me, you are going to find things in your life and I want to help you overcome these things. And so these verses, rather than condemning us or, or making us feel we've been judged because we're imperfect and we have fears, they should encourage us to say, God understands. And he's provided ways for us to come to him to help us to deal with these things in our life so we can get on with our life and not be all tied up with anxiety and fear about things that really aren't important, but they've become important in our lives. Now, in order to talk about fear or anxiety, I just want to say straight up, there is such a thing as mental illness. I'm not talking about that today, okay? You need to go and talk to a health professional if there are things that are going on really seriously in your life. And we have ministries here. We have basically life solutions and pastoral care. There are people here, if you think these things are just huge and they're, they're running your life, don't blow them off, no. Come and see somebody and we will try to direct you to the right place. But for the rest of us who maybe, you know, we're, we're having issues, but maybe it's not of a clinical nature, I, I, you know, just hear what I'm saying. There is incredible advice in Scripture. But one of the things we need to understand is there's two sorts of fear. We really need to understand this because there is basically what we call constructive and destructive fear. Now, constructive fear, as you would expect, is a good thing. There are situations in which it's totally appropriate to be fearful. Should somebody turn up today and put a gun to my head, you will find my demeanour change. Okay? I will actually have some realistic fear. It's the way God has designed me. It, it, it will all of a sudden, my body will be kicking in adrenaline and I will be paying huge attention to how to find a way around this really difficult situation I'm in, which will include a lot of prayer, I add. There, there's a lot of things in life when you're driving and it's wet, you should have a healthy fear or concern for the conditions. You're not going to drive as fast, or you shouldn't. There are lots of things that God has actually said to us that there's a grain of fear in there to get our attention and to help us rethink or think more clearly what we may be choosing to do at that moment. For instance, there's actually a verse in Matthew 10:28, a positive verse about fear, where it says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both the soul and the body in hell. And that's just a simple way of having, saying, pay attention to God's concerns because he's the one who really is in charge of the universe and our destinies. So have a healthy attitude towards God. 
For instance, there's a, a, another verse in 2 Timothy 1.7, and this is one that applies to us if we're followers of Christ. It, it's a very important one. This is what it says. For the Spirit God gave us did not, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Now, this fearful thing is important because there are choices that you and I can make that are not good choices and can have difficult or destructive outcomes. And God wants me to have a level of concern or fear about doing some, some, some things that are wrong. It, it, it's to cause me to stop and think and make choices. And I can make choices because 2 Timothy 1.7 is saying, among other things, there's power, I'm not powerless. And I also have this thing called self-discipline. And what self-discipline is, is that you take this grain of fearfulness and then you exercise self-discipline, which is if you're going down the wrong hill, you put the brakes on. You all of a sudden start to say, okay, this thing is tempting me now, but the outcome is bad. I don't want to go down that hill. Now, the thing about self-discipline, this is important to, to understand, Self-discipline isn't a solution. Somewhere along the way, we need to understand why am I tempted to go and do things that are wrong or destructive, and we need to go and look at those things with God's help. But self-discipline is great that in the moment, I put the brakes on now so that I don't go down this hill. And I guess in a sense, what I want to say and what sim Simplify is really saying and encouraging us to understand that if we act wisely and we respond to that level of fear that God has put in it, us, it will simplify our lives because our lives are going to be so much better if we don't make bad choices and end up having terrible consequences. There's all sorts of terrible consequences that once you're far enough down that hill, it's very hard to get out. Things happen to people. We make decisions. All of us. Some of them are far more reaching than others. But once we have made that choice, boy, some things are so hard to undo, even with God's help, because there are consequences in this world that we live in. So the, the first thing I just want to say is this fear thing, pay attention. When your radar is up and you know, I shouldn't be doing that, and there are these consequences and whatever, listen to that. That's God convicting you through the, the Holy Spirit not to go down that path far easier to actually not do it than have to try to undo it later. Now, I, look, I want to encourage you, if you've done some crazy things in life and you've gone down that path, God will help you out of it, okay? If you're here today and you think, oh, I don't know why, and I've made these bad choices, I'm not saying you are condemned to that, but I'm just simply saying it would have been easier all of us, for all of us if we hadn't have done things to have to resolve later, okay? So that's where fear can be a constructive thing. Fear is a destructive thing when things that shouldn't bother you bother you all the time, like penguins, okay? Now, penguins is great. And, and the reason I wanted to talk about penguins today is, do you ever know anybody who's been attacked by a penguin? I mean, you get attacked by sharks, but nobody I know has ever been attacked by a penguin. And when I talked to this guy, he knew it was a totally irrational fear. 
the chances of a big gang of penguins breaking into his house and kidnapping his kids are very minimal, okay? Doesn't happen. And yet, it bothered him a lot. And I, I don't know how much he thought about penguins, but I reckon he thought about them a lot. And so he had this really high anxiety level. And you know what happens when you're really fearful and anxious? You think about the thing that's making you fearful and anxious, and you don't think about the other things you should be thinking about. They take your attention and they paralyze us from normal life. And the problem is, and why Penguins is such a great example, is he knew it was just insane. Not clinically so, but he knew it was crazy to be thinking about penguins. Now, some of you may be scared of snakes. I'm scared of snakes. That's a healthy fear. They bite. You can see them. So, how do you handle snakes? I know a lot of you would say, with a gun. Um, that's illegal, okay? <laughs> it is illegal, I believe. Um, but you can actually go out and do things and have a healthy respect for snakes. So, that's not necessarily a phobia. If you're going bushwalking, wear long pants, know what to do, wear gaiters and stuff like that. But it becomes a phobia or a fear when all of a sudden you're just thinking about snakes all the time. Even when you're not outside. Maybe you're in a plane. Oh, there's a movie about that, isn't there? <laughs> that guy was really sick. Um, isn't it amazing how... Yeah, it's really interesting. But what I'm saying is here... What we need to understand is when things... And, and there's two words that I tend to use to help me to understand these things. And they basically are context and proportion. Is thinking about penguins all the time out of context? Well, unless you're in Antarctica or, you know, up on the coast up here or something, it is. You didn't see any penguins on the way to church today, did you? You didn't have a penguin take your offering money, did you? Okay, penguins aren't really something we interact with. So if you're thinking about penguins all the time, it's out of context. And then, as I said, I don't think penguins are particularly aggressive animals, at least not to humans. And so really to have a fear of them attacking you is really, um, I, I guess the simple word would actually be out of proportion. I don't do that. And so to have those feelings all the time, you can stand back and go, hey, this, this isn't right. This isn't right, okay? Driving on the road and being scared of other drivers, you have good reason to be fearful about that, especially when the pubs close, okay? You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying here is it's all about context and proportion, okay? What do we do if we're starting to realise that we're struggling with things that are out of context and out of proportion in our lives and they're really exhausting us and our lives are not simplified, our lives are really complicated as a result. We're thinking about the wrong things and not spending time thinking about the right things. But let's go back to Philippians 4, 6 and 7 because the answers are really here. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's not always as simple as it sounds. But what we do need to do and understand to do is if there are things we're anxious about, then Jesus does have a solution. We need 
to ask his help. And if you're here for the first time and whatever, Jesus is alive and well and actually able through this other person called the Holy Spirit to do extraordinary things today and speak to people and do all sorts of things. And he's able to help us in our time of need. Sometimes we just need to know how to go about that. And the thing I want to say too, this, this verse as I mentioned earlier, the very fact that's in the Bible, it explains that if you've come and you've said, I, I put my faith and trust in you, Jesus, the, the removal of every fear and problem in your life is not automatic. Otherwise, this would not be there. In fact, if we look at Romans seven nineteen, one of the great Christian leaders, the Apostle Paul, he actually talked about the struggle in his own life. He wasn't necessarily about fear, but it was about a struggle of things going on that shouldn't be going on. And he said, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Let me change the words. For I do not have the peace that I really want to have in Christ, but the fear I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Same concept, I changed a few of the details. What's the solution? What's Philippians telling us to do? Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I've shared this with you on a number of occasions, the same thing. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Live sacrificially to God. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's perfect will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. In a sense, it's saying, here's the way to simplify your life. You know what it is? When you've got these fears, we, we need to understand that they come from somewhere. They, you know, they just, they come from somewhere. There's an experience in our lives, and that's how our lives work through experiences, where at some point we've bought into something. We've bought into an idea or a belief, and in this case, it's about fear or anxiety. And at some point, something has happened when I, it doesn't even have to be an abusive thing or anything like that, where all of a sudden we, we have thought, I'm fearful, and I'll always be fearful. And it's like a contract we sign for life. And it, it may involve something specific, or it may be triggered by something specific, like a penguin, as bizarre as that is. But it could be anything. And, and what Paul is saying, both in Philippians and, and here in Romans, is we've got to isolate what is that thing that's getting in the way. And you probably know, you may not be that aware of where it started, okay? But you've got to isolate what it is and find a way of coming before God and saying, God, I don't want to think this way anymore. I want to swap out that fearful belief that I have. And I want to replace it with your truth. I don't want to fear anymore. Not about that sort of fear. I, I want to have peace in my life. I want to get on with life for you, God. I want to be able to take my kids to the zoo. Let me tell you about this guy, Toby. That, that's the name I'll give him. After we stopped laughing and um, he started telling me about penguins and thought he's going to hell because he didn't have enough peace in his life, I just said to him, look, yeah, I think we both agreed that penguins aren't, you know, where you should be. Um, 
I said, do you want to do something about it? He said, oh, I'd love to do something about it. But he said, I'm scared. Okay, I'm scared. I mean, if I start thinking about penguins, I'll get really upset. So I said, okay, this, this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start praying. And I said to him, because prayer's the answer, okay? Bringing things to Jesus is the answer. But you've got to listen to Jesus as well. So, so he closed his eyes and I said, okay, Jesus, can you actually speak through the Holy Spirit to Toby and tell him you will walk him through this process? You will be here for him. And that if he's going to go and look at things that scare him, you'll hold his hand. I said to Toby, if, if Jesus was to say that to you, would you be okay to go and look at these penguins or whatever, or where it started? He actually took a while to say yes, because he's scared of penguins, right? Big step. So eventually he said yes. So I said, okay, close your eyes. Jesus, would you walk with Toby through where this came from? Would you be there with him? And I said, Toby, what's going on? He said, Jesus said he's going to be there with me. I said, okay, so you ready to do it? He goes, no. <laughs> Toby, listen to Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, he, he agreed. Oh, I didn't raise my voice at all. I, I still had sore lungs from laughing. And um, so... Um, he, he, he agreed to do it. So then I said, okay, um, what I'm going to do is get you to close your eyes, um, think about penguins, Jesus is with you. He goes, yep, yep, I, I think I can. And I said, I'm going to ask Jesus to give you the grace and, the, and the, the overriding peace that you could look back in your mind, you could remember when this started. In about 10 seconds... He, he said, oh, I've just got a picture. I said, well, what's going on? He said, I'm in my bedroom and I'm really, I'm really upset. I said, what's happened? He just burst out crying. Like, seriously. I mean, I don't mean, he was really upset. I said, Toby, what's going on? He said, oh, I think I'm about nine or ten. I'm, I'm, I'm in bed. My dad's just died. And he was really upset. Understandably, that's an incredibly traumatic memory. I said, well, what's going on in the memory? He said, I'm really upset. And somebody has come in and said, don't be upset. And they gave me a cuddly toy. It's a penguin. And he was really upset. Okay? Now, you're sitting here probably thinking, how can anybody be stupid enough to... You know what I'm saying? It wasn't stupid. This is how our mind work, especially when we're young. And he just threw the penguin away, and I think the person threw it back, and it hit him. Because the person was saying, you should be very pleased to get a penguin, something like that. Poor little kid whose heart is ripped apart, and somebody's forcing a penguin upon him, okay? So... Um, He's really upset, and he said, I'm really scared, and he was saying, I'm really scared in this memory. And I said, well, if I asked Jesus to come and speak to you about this fear, would you be willing to listen? And he's crying, and he said, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll listen. So I said, Jesus, can you come and talk to Toby about this fear that he has? Now, I, I, I want to tell you what happened now. And, and I, I've got to explain that I'm not seeing, hearing anything. I'm just kind of sitting there while this guy's really upset. Okay. He's reporting to me 
what's going on through the tears. And so I said to him, what's going on? He said, Jesus has come and sat down on the bed beside me. He's got his arm around me. And he's telling me that I'm going to be fine. And, and he loves me. And he's never going to leave me. And I don't have to be fearful. I don't have to be fearful of anything like penguins. And, you know, he's really upset. So this is what I did. And I'd asked his permission before. This is going to seem really cruel. And some of you are going to think I enjoyed it. But I didn't. I'd asked his permission beforehand. If something really positive happens in this memory, can I say to you, no, you're not going to be fearless. You're going to be in excruciating pain and you're always going to be in fear. So that's what I said to him. I said, no, Toby, you're in fear and you will always be in fear of penguins and other things. You know, he said, no, I'm not. I feel fine. I said, just, okay, turn it down. Uh, he, 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 he said he was fine. So, so we, we sort of spent some time in that memory and he started feeling good. And so then I, I came back to the most recent occasion where he'd been really upset about penguins, which was something that had happened a, a day before or something. I said, just picture that, that event the other day. I said, how do you feel now? He said, I feel fine. He said, I can't believe that <laughs> I was really so upset about penguins. And I said, well, you know, you're not that strange, Toby. Maybe penguins aren't the thing that most people have a thing about but that was your thing every one of us have got our thing and every one of us need to hear God's voice now what the world tells us most of the time is you've got to push through it no you need to listen to Jesus because you've got a crazy idea in our head we need to hear the truth from him now look there are some other things you can work out I'm not trying to be really that pedantic but what I'm saying is that when I read in Philippians do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request before God that's God's advice that's what he's telling us to do that's our, how we are meant to handle these fears that go on with our lives we may need somebody's help from time to time you may need to come to pastoral care here you know, there are people here that love you and want to help you and, and, and don't want you to be having issues with your life unnecessarily. They want you help you so you can be the sort of person that you want to be and that God wants you to be, not racked by fear. They want you to experience God's peace. What do you think? Present your request to God by prayer and petition. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. <laughs> it's wonderful, isn't it? Will you join me in prayer? Lord God, it's hard to think there's a soul sitting here today that doesn't have some quirk or something going on that a button gets pushed by some circumstance where we feel fear or something else. There can be other things as well, Lord. Lord, we want to simplify our lives. We, we want to move to a place where we have peace, not fear. Healthy, constructive lives that can really turn their attention to you, God, and not be racked with this fear and anxiety. Lord, we understand that this is not a nothing. These things are big, but they're not as big as you, Jesus. And Lord, when you speak your words of truth, then freedom is the result in our lives. Thank you for dying on the cross for us, Jesus. We love you 
and help us to turn to you.